There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Bowen. And we want to introduce you to the new cantina menu at Taco Bell. Ooh. It's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow-roasted chicken. Mm. Pico de gallo. Purple cabbage. And new avocado verde salsa sauce. Okay. With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla, there's something for everyone. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are endless. Try the new cantina Tina chicken menu at Taco Bell. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work. Look, man. There. Oh, I see. Wow. Bowen, look over there. Wow, is that Ooh, culture? Uh, yes. Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding, Ding dong, Las Culturistas calling. Raising a glass? So raise a glass if you are wrong in hey, all the right ways. all the right ways. ways! Which is, I think, one of the best songs of all time. We should be singing this in Irish pubs all over the world. At every celebration, they should be saying, So raise your glass if you are wrong in all the right ways! Which is a song for all the freaks, the fags, the weirdos, the outcasts. But at all the, from the other side of the tracks. In every space, bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, they mitzvahs, I'm sorry, we have to give a nod to, and just like that. <laughs> Graduations, weddings, funerals. funerals. Children, Children were singing the song. song. Can I say, it's interesting that you sort of went to the mitzvah of it all. Yes. Because... Oh, I didn't mean to. Well, no, you did. I, I gotta say, as someone who has a Jewish family, not my own, but a... Your sister is married to a Jewish man. My and sister's now we family said is a Jewish family. Uh-huh. And now we said it. And I will probably have to spend at least $2 million on, on my niece's bat mitzvah. Because can I say, those gorgeous girls are going to have insane bat mitzvahs, I know it. I really think, I hope that their obsession for Minnie Mouse 
carries on into. Are their they adult. obsessed with Minnie Mouse? Ellie is obsessed, but they're both. Ellie, Sophie's obsessed with Minnie Mouse. Oh my god! Well, she's one of the most beautiful women. In one the world. of the most beautiful women in the world. And Sophie, Sophie sees Minnie Mouse. Anytime she sees Minnie Mouse, she goes, "Minnie Mouse, you would fucking melt at the sight." I guarantee I, guarantee. I would. Because you know who I was obsessed with? Minnie, Daisy. No, neither of the girls. Donald Duck. I was the Donald boy. I like simp for Donald. Donald in Kingdom Simpering, Hearts. Simpering, whimpering child again. <gasps> Bewitched. You, my, my girl is not a Kingdom Hearts girl. Mm. Donald Duck was your magic user. So Goofy, Goofy was your tank and he took the damage and he fought with the shield. It was so cute. But Donald fought with stabs and Donald could cast spells. And then anytime you were low on health, my Kingdom Hearts readers, publicists know you'd hear Donald going and you you knew you were safe when Donald would cure you and go, Sarah! Because that your character's name was Sora. And then you, Donald <sighs> would go, Sarah! I, I didn't know you had a Donald. Or Donald could... Bowen has a Donald. It's Bowen has a Donald. That, that, that's, Donald a, that's a bad Donald. But then... You, be interesting. If you were like... If you were fighting with other heroes in other worlds, they, she'd be like, Mulan! He'd be like, Belle! But you, you can't fight with Belle. But he'd like... But like <laughs> Who knew I could do that? Matt, you've always had... Don- You've always Donald. had Donald. Donald the house down. I think the three of us are all Donalds in this room. I don't know. You don't. You don't think? I think three no. of us are all a little anxious. Like, oh, you. You think so? you feel this way? <laughs> I think. I think you're a Daffy, and then me and the guest are Donalds. You think I'm Daffy? I think you're a Daffy. Why duck. do you insult me so? That's not an insult. Daffy Duck can had it. He's Daffy carrying. Is carrying. Da- if you are, if you have Daffy in you, you are carrying. That's rule of culture number seventeen. If, if you, you have, have Daffy, Daffy in you, you are carrying. carrying. The reason I said it was iconic that you brought up the the bar bat mitzvah of it yes. all is because you know I know the guest quite well. Um, our guest today on the episode, and I actually can reveal now that their bar mitzvah theme was live from New York. It's Jared's night. Which is interesting because it crosses over sort of with your culture, absolutely. And he, it's only it only was that because he wanted to have a wicked themed bar mitzvah, but it was deemed too, too gay. And so, why not scope out wicked to Broadway, mm-hmm. and then scope out Broadway to live from New York? So I guess like it's like so in in a sense, really. Yeah. In, in having live from New York, it's Jared's night. There probably was like a wicked table. Was there a wicked table? Don't verbally confirm. Great. Okay. Because you don't exist yet in the podcast space. We haven't brought you in. Those I, got, I don't make them. I And this is my thing. I think we are coming out of a generation. I think, the, I think the kids now, God bless them, are like being friends with their fellow queer like classmates. Absolutely. Would I have been invited to that, I wonder? You know, like if we had all gone to the same school. We talk often, you and I, and also the guest and I, I don't know if you guys have had this conversation. I don't see would we, would, between would, each other. Would, would we have been, been friends, friends during a high school period? I think I would have been friends with both of you. I'm convinced, and this is not, I don't think this is like a character flaw in either of us. I think we w- would have both like been too intimidated by the other and been like, I'm going to keep my distance. That's Matt Rogers. I don't know what his deal is. I don't know. I, don't, I haven't really, you know. I think we yet. would have been friends at school. And we would have ha- even done like Because bits. Matt, you and I, like, it, we, we did not hit it off right away when we met in college. That's because you 
were noxious to me. That's not true. And this was a this was actually the way our relationship started was Bones no, was a very big st- bully to me. You've told the story And a I was auditioning f- so bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. We've, ta- we've been over this so many times. For the improv group at my school, and this I was really excited. So and Bowen Yang was tired. already on the group, and he came over and sort of was like, so... I heard you're auditioning. Okay. I was like, yeah. Fast forward, I was mean, noxious, whatever, terrible. And then he and I bonded over Roman's Revenge and or Super Bass coming on at a party. Went back when those were two deep cuts off of Pink Friday. There you go. And it's been smooth sailing ever, ever since. since. Not a damn hitch. Speaking of sailing. um, Florida. Florida. It's in the news. That is, Florida's in, always in the news. And it's going to be really in the news starting Wednesday. Today. Today. Starting oh. today, Florida's actually majorly in the news because Florida is the setting, Miami specifically, mm-hmm. for the film Three Months. Oh. Which stars, get this, Troy Sivan. Get this, Judy Greer. Get this, Ellen Burstyn. Wow. Get this, Roy Gossett Jr. Get this, Louis Gossett Jr. <laughs> Get this, Louis Gossett Jr. Amazing. And get this, Vivek Kalra. Get this, Brianne Chu. And a host of Florida locals. Get this, Amy Landecker. <laughs> the best. This movie is star-studded. And here's the thing about movies. It really can only be performed if there's a script. So there has to, at the very beginning of the process, maybe this is like a peek behind the curtain oh for everyone out God. there, is how movies get made. Movie magic. Movie, this, I say this, with this, quotes. This is movie magic. First, you need a script. First, you need a script. Germ of an idea that gets put on the page. Then you need a director. Absolutely. And every now and then. In a blue moon. You get what's called a writer-director. An auteur. And this is that is what auteur guess. means? An auteur is just anyone who literally... Um, Write something. Oh, so me? Yeah, you are. You are an auteur. I know it. Also, I just gotta say, what? It's a true thrill that he is here with us, an auteur who I think does his job. This is this is this is this is, this is my dream of a director of an auteur, even say of a your writer. Dream. Someone who does the job so well, and yet, mm-hmm. I will, I will, I will put him together with Andrew on someone who is like mm-hmm. not going to like really like push too much the, like the identity of I'm really good at what I do, mm-hmm. and yet he's really good at what he does and doesn't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is this coming off the wrong way? No, it's coming off the right way. What you're saying is this is a controlled person who knew their vision and saw it through, and we've I'm both so seen the impressed. film, and it's really great, and it's got like such a specific like signature aesthetic and you know in the trailer they say it is from an emerging voice they don't just say right from writer and director the name they say it's an emerging new voice voice. which i think is very apt and i'm extremely proud of our guest and he's going to tell us all about the movie I loved the movie so much, and we'll, we're, we're going to gush and gush and gush to him to his face so that he can respond. And you know, the, we could say the person that's the guest on the episodes that I has sort of been a character in the show. You sure. know what I mean? Or someone you've dated. Interesting. That might 
can't confirm or deny, might sort of play into. I things don't know there. how public he wants to be about our relationship. I know, I know, and you have we have to respect that. I wonder if it'll be in his Wikipedia. Ooh, like Jared Frieder dated Matt Rogers. There is a. There is like a listicle thing, you know, one of those bad listicles yeah, that says yeah, their yeah. net worth is seven hundred thousand right, right, dollars. Right. I'm like, where's that money? Oh, they think mine is like two million, and I'm like, honey. My favorite is that they think that the guest's dog is my dog. Matt, oh, ha- it's like Matt has one dog named Jane. Jane. <laughs> we must talk about Jane. We talk, talk about, about Jane. Jane. Everyone welcome. Someone who unironically loves the song We Don't Talk About Bruno. The writer-director of Three Months, Jared Frieder! How are you feeling? Wow. I've always wanted to go to the circus. So this is, this is a delight. Would you consider this clown parade? I would consider this clown college on oh. the way to the clown parade. So maybe like it's sort of like we're going to graduate pretty soon, Bo. What is the pipeline? Is it clown college <laughs> to clown parade and then clown brigade? Yes. I think the That's... brigade brigade by definition is big parade. And then showtime. <laughs> and then, and showtime. then showtime. Which is Matt's new home. Yes. Believe. Well, listen, um, congrats on making a film. Thank you, girl. How does it feel? Now that I don't okay, care, we're recording this before it's out in the world. Yes. So l- let's just have you pretend for temporal manipulation's sake that it's come out and that you can like fast forward and you feel yourself like, wow, it's out. Or what are you anticipating feeling when when the movie is like publicly I, available? I have no idea. This whole thing's been pretty surreal. Um, I'm like very excited to get really really stoned on Wednesday and just like read DMs from gay kids in Arkansas being yeah. like, "Thank you for making me feel less alone." That's truly the dream. Yeah. That's my only expectation, and that's basically guaranteed. I really it's, hope it, so. It really is. And that's, that's what's so great. Like, and the thing is, like, you get bogged down in the biz, yeah. Like, of, of like so many things. Like, it's and then you realize, like, when when someone reaches out and they're like, "Hey, I was moved by this and helped by this," and that's just the bare minimum. Some people, like, especially with this movie, like, and I would love to, for you to tell everyone like what it's about and where it came from. But with this movie, people are going to be really moved. And I mean, I was moved, and like, I I just I I think I speak for like all queer people i just i just really want everyone to get on their paramount plus today or in the coming days and watch this because it's really fucking great really great thank you girls tell us what the movie is about where it came from all the stuff matt just prompted you so it's called three months Mm -hmm. um and it's loosely based on my um homosexual life and it's about just in case you guys didn't know matthew write that down um (laughs) It's I think a, I remember. Okay, yeah. Uh, we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> so don't be mean to me. This is this is my one <laughs> chance to talk to your demo about what the truth feels like. Oh my, pink. what the truth feels like? Oh, it was Gwen Stefani. I said pink. No, but it's okay. Yeah, we, they're the same. We're allowed to sort of because we gave pink so much at the top yes. of the episode. We can humble her. Yes, we can yes, humble yes. her. Yeah, honestly, yeah. she deserves it. <laughs> um, so it's basically it's called Three Months, and it's about this kid named Caleb who is graduating high school um, and is going through a breakup. And on the eve of his graduation, he's exposed to HIV. It takes place in 2011 in South Florida, and he has to wait the three months it takes to find out what his HIV status is and. While he waits, he falls in love with someone who's also waiting. Mm. Um, But it's like a... I know it sounds dark and there are serious themes and topics, but it is a comedy. It's like such a blast start to finish. Um, And it's a story I like wrote almost a decade ago. But you guys know how hard it is to get gay shit made. It's like fucking impossible. And so 
this is like truly the Catwoman of the gay movie world. Like it's had nine lives as yeah. a movie uh-huh. and then a TV show and finally a movie again. And I think the weirdest thing about it, and Matt was there the whole time, truly, but you know, we went into production on March 3rd, 2020. Uh-huh. Not sure if you girls I... remember what happened right after that. There was a big storm. There was. Twas a storm. Twas a storm. Uh, Hurricane Rona <laughs> yeah. uh, came and rained down on us. Um, and we had a <laughs> shutdown after two weeks of filming. And, you know, we waited for seven months, never knowing if we were actually going to finish. I mean, this is a movie about waiting in uncertainty because mm. of a virus yeah and the movie so... was literally mm. waiting in uncertainty oh my god i never i never thematically connected that yeah. yeah it was a lot and so you know it's also a movie about like waiting and how waiting is a part of the human experience and you have to fight for what you want and what you love while you wait and i felt like this was like i felt a little bit not to be this egocentric but a little bit like job from the bible where like this was my ultimate test to see if i could sort of um encapsulate the feeling and the themes of the film and fighting for it oh. until we came back and we did and we finished and it's out today on Paramount Plus. It's and so cool. Surreal. It's been crazy. I've only peripherally followed you on this journey because I remember just like hearing the updates Yeah, that like, oh, like production shut down of course because of COVID and for like the seven months intervening between that and when you guys started up again, like I, I would be hanging out with you and you'd show me like you know, pictures from set from monitor like monitor shots and be like I, I don't know when we'll do it again but look at this and i was like that's the most gorgeous shot i've ever seen and i'm like that this and i remember for that period what march to october just thinking god i really hope jared gets to make this again soon and it was, now now it now, so now that's that it's, yeah i know of course and like it is not no one would begrudge you for like comparing it to like joe because it is it, filmmaking when you're in, especially in your position it can only feel like something of like biblical proportions mm. because it's so fucking hard. And I know it sounds like such an industry circle jerk kind of thing when people like talk about this stuff, like on either, like we as actors, Matt and I talking about it, like it sometimes it feels a little bit masturbatory, but it's like, no, like when you're in it, it really, the stakes feels for, for whatever reason so high. And this is to bring it back to you, like this was so laden with like. I don't know, like hardship and all these different obstacles. And for, for, for this to be the product in the end is so, so, so great. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's so painful, but like we, it's going to be a great year of like queer movies, which I don't think people understand yeah. like how rare and hard it is. I mean, yeah. we have amazing fire Island coming out. There's bros. There's three months. There's so many queer movies coming out this year. And when I tell you again, it's just like near fucking impossible mm-hmm. to make that happen. I don't know what's going on. America's getting gayer. Thank God. Mm. Um, but the, the kids are going to be eating the little the little fagolas, especially fagolas. because it's yeah. on Paramount Plus, which I, I feel like they're, they're going to be watching All Stars, and then they're going to be watching fucking Three Months. Oh, yes. darling, they're going to be flipping back and forth. Oh, girl, they're going to be saying, "Should we watch Untucked or Three Months?" That's what's going to happen on Friday, and hopefully they watch both at the same time. Two TVs, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, this is actually a huge hack. It's a thirty-minute um, movie, right? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Thirty-minute yes, yes. film. If you're not watching three months, you you're are getting, getting a third of the a story. Third of the story. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But that's and another thing is just like it's it's so difficult to get things made, and like obviously, like you can't necessarily be super honest about like every single thing you go through because it's like it's mm-hmm. it's laden with so much stuff. But when it's you, when it's something that's so close it's your to story, you, yeah. and the fact that like 
you know, you hear sometimes in in Hollywood or whatever, like you know, it took forty years to make the wife. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh-huh. Like it's like, uh-huh. but like literally, it's been how many years? It's been nine years. Nine wow. years, and it was a show that was like supposed to go right, right. and it was like all these different uh forms and, and etc and then you know you're making it and sometimes it then the fucking pandemic and it just feels like one thing after another and meanwhile it's anyone would be emotional about investing that time and energy mm-hmm. into anything but this is like something that you said was semi-autobiographical super personal yeah yeah, yeah. so basically when i was graduating from college um, I went through experience, an experience where I had sex with someone who found out they were paused and a condom broke, and I had to wait to find out if I had it too. And it was a really interesting time in my life because time before prep, time we before say, prep, which yeah. was a, which was time before a prep. panicked time. Yeah, you know, like yeah. I mean, there's just the anxiety. You know, I feel like us as gay men, we are programmed and hardwired to be so scared of HIV mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it was like the boogeyman growing up. I mean, I remember coming out and one of the first things, you know, people would say to me is, you know, I, I grew up in the public school system in Florida. So like truly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. trash on trash on trash. Right. But, you know, we didn't have correct education at that time to learn that, you know, when you have access to medical care, HIV is no longer a death sentence. Right. And people, you equals you. And you yeah, equals uh-huh. you. And um, which is the line I'm so happy we put in the movie. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it, it's, it's, you know, people can like, fall in love and live their dreams and do everything they've always wanted to do. And I hope people really take that away from this film. Cause that was something I had to take away and learn from that experience. And, um, you know, I don't know. I'm really excited for people to see it. Matt, and I t- Matt brought this up last night. We hung out with you and he was like, you know, what's so, so perfectly treated in this movie is the way that the HIV concept is never so heavily presented. You know, it's like this character, Caleb, is just thinking about it in terms of like, well, like, it's it's, it's never that fatal. And so he's, and like, as he's like on this journey of like, kind of, you know, reckoning with this potentiality of him being HIV positive, he's watching the real world San Francisco and going, wow, like, there's this like actual application, a lived in experience of someone who is HIV positive living his life in a very complete fulfilled way and like it i feel like it's you 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 weave these things and braid them together so well that like it never feels like something that's like the stakes are like so so bleak there's no Mm. there's no despairing in his journey which i think is so unbelievably rare for you i mean it's, it's 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 unbelievably so 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 like I don't know what am I trying to say? Like graceful of you to I do. I think that it's it's really it feels like a it feels like a first. Yeah, in many ways. it felt so novel because I think that when 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 people are going to hear like it's a it's a comedy, it's a it's a it's a dramedy really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About you know the potential of contracting HIV and it's about a young person. It's like oh like and I think we are sort of triggered by the the letters HIV mm-hmm. to think oh sad. You know, because there's so much despairing and there's so much tragedy. And, you know, I actually had an extreme... We recently viewed Fire Island again and I had an extremely emotional reaction because it's hard to not reckon with... It's just... It's something... It's a part of the fabric of being queer. The communal history of it. Yes. And so that's what I love about this movie, too, is it's, it's sort of saying, like, his doctor is never looking him in the eyes and being like... This is really serious. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, can you speak to that? Yeah, I mean, played by the amazing Javier. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Who was my Hamilton when oh, I really? saw it? And he was so good. He is the nicest, the most. Oh. I mean, I, I, 
I basically wrote this part for him, and he was one of the first people we cast in the film. And, and openly pause. Openly HIV mm-hmm, positive, mm-hmm. and um, just a huge inspiration for me. But, you know, it's all about tone, right? Like, tone yeah. was... In, tone was paramount and and figuring out the plus. balance and the tight right. paramount plus yes Sorry. um but like walking the tightrope of tone was really important because i wanted this to be a hopeful film for people i wanted it to be fun but i also wanted to talk about things that are important to me and things that i've learned and you know this is really a movie that i wished i could have had mm. when i was growing up as a kid and that was top of mind but for me it's all about tone 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 my favorite movies are ones that walk that 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 tightrope you know mm-hmm. what i mean like juno was a huge tonal inspiration for i was this. just gonna bring it up and it's the same it's people who produced it yeah so like in a very f- full circle moment the producers of juno read the script after other producers had dropped out in one of the you know deaths and they invited me over like the day after they read it and they were like we want to help you make this movie with mm-hmm. mtv studios and it was truly a dream come true because um i remember it not a spoiler, but this was one of the things I was thinking of for my culture was Juno. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, unfortunately, a gross Tracy flick in high school where I like <laughs> needed to get every straight A and be captain of everything so I could get the fuck out of Florida. Yeah. It was I think a lot so of tragic. queer kids have that. Best I little, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Best little boy best in the world. Best little boy in the world. Yes. Um, and uh, the only time I ever skipped school was to go to the theater and see Juno wow. when I was a senior. And my mind was truly blown. And obviously... That character is straight, but there's something about Elliot's performance where it mm. felt inherently queer. It, there was something queer about it. Where I just couldn't yeah. put my finger on it, but it, I was so affected by it. And it was the first time as a, as a kid I had seen a, a film that talked about something that was somewhat taboo or something that right. wasn't often talked about in a way that was funny and light and hopeful mm-hmm. and accessible. And I was like, oh, I want to do that. I want to emulate that and and tell important stories. But you know, with a nice little lip sync and a mini mart with fucking my favorite pop uh, star in the whole goddamn world. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second because the this the, the situation is it stars Troy Sivan, who is again like it it feels like a meeting of project and star, yeah. which I'm so excited for him and mm-hmm. for you, the creator of this movie, because I personally. I, I mean, I think he's so talented, but did not know he was capable of this. I mean, I just love to see it. I mean, he gives such a understated yet like f- complex performance because he is scared. He yeah. is afraid. I mean, you are living in a place of fear mm-hmm. that entire time, but yet he still carries with him a lightness and he is just so comfortable with the comedy and with your writing. And I, I mean, I think I can, I'm not. I'm not, I don't think I'm saying anything crazy when I say Diablo is obviously an influence in your writing. Oh like God, there is yeah. like a lot of um, Diablo the, and Shonda. Yeah, right. Uh, my girls, yes. your girls. There's a lot of punch in your writing, and you have to be a funny performer. And yeah. like I did not know. Like you wouldn't look at Troy Sivan on stage singing "My My My" and Bloom and think he's gonna be really funny actor. You right. know what I mean? Exactly. And yet he is. And can you speak to working with him and how he got involved? Yeah. So I mean. The thing with Caleb is I wrote the kid I wished I could have been in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and Troy is literally just the kid I wished I could have been in high school. <laughs> He's so effortlessly cool and just embodied every element of this character. And um, the love interest, Esta, played by Vivette Kalra. Um, oh, so great. He's a, he's, he's a star. Fantastic. He's like, it's really insane how incredible of a capital A actor he is. But I, I was an Esta growing up. You know, with that 
monologue he gives. Oh, I, 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 oh my God, I related so hard. I'm sorry, I keep going. Well, that's my bet. That's my, that's me. I've never written from the heart like I have uh... with that monologue, like just about shame and, you know, being, trying to be the perfect little gay boy so that this other part of me that I'm scared of, I'm scared for everyone to see, um, trying to overcompensate for that. Yeah. Um, and just the way he accessed that was crazy. So, you know, that's who I was in high school. I was an Esta and Troy just like, he just got it. First of all, he's like a nice Jewish boy, which mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we obviously immediately connected on that. But um, he's like, I know it's like woman who gets it or whatever, but like he's like a gay <laughs> who gets it. And you wouldn't necessarily think that because, you know, he is this pop star. He is larger than life and cool. But when you meet him, he's just like, yeah, he's very, yeah. you know, he yeah, could be at Akbar so on a Saturday night, yeah. you know, like chatting, chatting away. So it mm-hmm. was it was really it was really cool, and he's such a hard worker. And um, you know, he started off in acting right, before no, he was yeah. a pop star. Right, right. And I think that people don't know that he was Baby Wolverine, Baby yeah. Wolverine, Baby Hugh. Wow, yeah, Young Hugh. Jackman. I didn't know that until this moment in the yes. Wolverine movie, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Huh? Yes, him and that... Hugh Aussie Aussie icons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Queer Aussie icons. <laughs> Should we cut that? Just kidding. No, <laughs> I think we should leave it in. I make yeah. no comment. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming, too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow... So could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas that's chime.com forward slash culturistas chime feels like progress the chime credit builder visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp bank na or stride bank na members fdic spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply out of network atm withdrawal and otc advance fees may apply terms and conditions apply go to chime.com slash disclosures for details hey it's bowen and i want to introduce you to the new cantina chicken menu at taco bell yes it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients great as a lunchtime option taste for yourself the slow roasted chicken pico de gallo purple cabbage and new avocado verde salsa sauce with new menu options like cantina chicken tacos burritos and quesadillas there's something for everyone and taco bell isn't just for a late night with this new cantina chicken menu the possibilities are well 
endless. Try the new Cantina chicken menu at Taco Bell now. Now, I said. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Troy is amazing in the film, and that uh, that's another thing is I, I forget, like... Or I I understand more and more and more yeah. I work. It's like the director is everything. everything. So ta- what's your working relationship with him like? Like what's that like? What's that duet like? I mean, it's it's really fun for me. The thing that that surprised me the most about directing that I did not know is like you think people come in with their like huge megaphone and they just like give orders and like everyone mm-hmm. did, and like there is a little bit of that, but it really is just like about listening to people. And I feel like I've always been a really great listener. As you know, I was in a relationship with Matt Rogers. Ah! So um, that is a prerequisite. Um, oh, well. I only get three of those. So that was one. Um, you can have as many there as There is no limit. Yeah. There's no cap. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, I'm a, I'm a really good listener. I'm a really good collaborator. And basically, you know, we just got to the emotional truth of the scene. But the funny, the funny thing about Troy is, you know, this is the first time he's doing a comedy. So, you know, you're obviously mm-hmm. talking about serious themes and then I would, I would have to like constantly remind him. I was like, no, 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 but this is a funny scene. And he'd be like, oh, all right. And we would just sort of work yeah. through tone first. And, uh-huh. um, you know, it, there's also a lot of different um, characters with different identities and backgrounds. And I'm also someone who like defers to the actor's lived experience for that for that part. Yeah. Like with Vivek, I rewrote this role almost every single day, every single, the monologues, all the stuff. Because he was like, well, this is more true to my experience as an Indian person. With mm-hmm. Brienne, it was like, this is more true to my experience as an Indonesian Chinese American, you mm-hmm. know, same thing with Lou Gossett Jr. as a, as an African American. So with, with Troy, you know, Judaism plays a huge part in this movie and um, it delves into like the Orthodox community's relationship with queerness, yeah. which is not always spoiler alert. Um, cute. Right. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Troy was basically like, so listen, my dad's a religious Jew and I would love to put something in here that reflected like Judaism in a positive light. And so right. there's a there's a sequence out when they're on a playground and they're underneath and basically Esther says to Caleb, do you like being Jewish? And he sort of went into that too. So it, it is like a back and forth. To me, it is like such a blessing to be able to work with some of your idols and all these creative people and finding the best answer. And it's never, it's never solely in your brain. It is like a symphony of yeah. people. Well, I was thinking about you in a way, not in a way, I just was literally thinking about you as I was watching the movie and going, wow, I just really, I, I really can so clearly picture Jared being on set with Ellen, Judy, Troy, like, Lou, like all of these people that like I'm sure you've like looked up to oh, yeah. and like are, we're so excited to work with and going, and yeah, like it all, I, I see it so clearly, like you being this like steady presence on, on on in that environment going, 
knowing how to sort of cater to all of them and make them feel cared for. I mean, like, I feel like you are very much a caretaker. Uh, you know, that's so funny that you mentioned that because there are roses and there are gardeners. Uh-huh. There's flowers and gardeners. And anyway. Stars and rocks. Me, such a flower. Stars and, and rocks. As yeah, you yeah. know, Matthew Rogers, <laughs> flower on flower on flower. No, a, a wreath. A wreath, that's what, girl. You know, that's what happens when you're a Pisces rising Pisces cancer moon. You're a flower. A wreath well, of flowers. <laughs> honey, I'm a Leo rising Leo and I should be a flower and at times I am a flower but, um, I mean, when Ellen first stepped on set and did her first scene, I... I was literally clutching my producer's uh, arms and being like, never let me forget this moment. Yeah, it's Ellen Burstyn. It's, I mean, just one of the reasons I wanted to become a filmmaker, like her movies, you know, Alice and fucking The Exorcist and Last Picture Show. I was like, mm. I can't believe this person is here saying my lines yeah, like she yeah. means them. And it was like truly, she truly was so out of good. body. She, that character is so great. Yeah. Based off my own grandma, who I literally lost in the middle of the pandemic, who never got to see the film. So it's like one of these things where it's just like, I wanted to do her proud. But like Ellen, like emulated her hair and her Brooklyn accent. And we worked so hard on character to figure out how she could like inhabit this character who yeah. was essentially my grandma, which is again, like. So trippy. I mean, pinch me, like yeah. take it with me until I croak sort yeah. of vibes. <laughs> so when you watch the film, what is your biggest regret? Uh- when I watch the film, because oh, I think that there's I know where something this is going. that there's, I feel like there's so here's there was the a scene that was cut that I feel. So here's the team. <laughs> Someone flew all the way out to Atlanta, Georgia. When I was <laughs> in pre-production of this film, three months, I was dating what I would call an actor at the time, <laughs> um, and uh, I identify as an actor. As an actor, for two days he identified as a dancer, and I'll get to that later. Oh, yeah, please. dancing with and the stars. I think- <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, yeah. hate it. We're going to bring that up, bitch. Oh, my God. Okay? Don't prank me and expect me not to bring it up on your podcast. I brought it up. Deserve. I mentioned it all. Yeah. Okay. Well, I haven't. So, okay. um, there, Matt was... We were talking about it, and I wanted Matt to visit me on set, and... I was like, there is this role, but it's probably going to get cut. I told you in advance. Oh. You did tell me in advance, but I thought I did such a stunning performance. What I will say. That certainly it would be in. What I will say. Here's what I'll say. Here's yeah. what I'll say. Matt and Troy, great scene partners. Great chemistry. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible we a, chemistry. We, we had a moment. Yeah. A well, moment. basically the scene was like. I was Troy, like, are they going to do it? No, oh, I'm kidding. Troy comes up to the bar and orders a drink. And he has like a shitty fake ID. And I'm this bartender. And I was like, um, I look at the ID and I know it's fake, but I give him a drink anyway. And I'm like hitting on him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, like, um, you shouldn't hit on me. I'm over there with like these, the pause people. Right. And then I reveal that I'm pause and it's not a big deal. I have an extremely active sex life. Mm-hmm. And it was like a cute little interplay between us. Right. And then like, um, cause he's like a dick to me. I'm like, you better tip. And I go away. Just a little cameo. Yeah. 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 But when I say that, like, it's so interesting to watch, you know, Troy do comedy in that way, because you, like, improv a little, and later Well, on, I was told not to improvise. They didn't have time. I see. <laughs> it, always, never it, depends, time. it depends on the set. It's you nice. know, I had alts. I always have alts. Matt is such a great improviser, such a great comedic actor. And, oh. like, when I tell you that Troy, like, leveled up with the comedy <gasps> in that moment, and what I think, and I've never told you this, but Judy Greer shot two days after. Literally, Judy Greer, the kind of soul. She's so good. Oh. Oh my god! I mean, incredible. She flew in when like everyone was like, "Covid, Covid." What's like as the world was collapsing, we shot Uh her out the last two days, Thursday, Friday. Her first day there, we were like, "I'll never forget." We were all sitting in that fucking mini mart, and we were like, 
Tom Hanks has, has COVID. I remember Which that. was like, oh when God. he got COVID, we were so, like, not Tom, you know what I mean? And it was, <sighs> it was whatever. But Judy, of course, improv the shit out of that scene. And Troy was prepared for that because I think of your little wow. moment with him. And it's such oh, a great scene. Nice. And maybe we'll put it on YouTube as a deleted scene. But Matthew was excellent. Of oh, course he that's was. so nice. It was fun. And obviously I wanted to come visit you anyway. And actually yes. it was Valentine's Day. It was. Which leads me to... I won't say who it was, but we shared. You oh my, were sharing. Oh you were God. sharing a oh home God. with. I, and we won't oh say who God. it was, but oh a huge star. Yeah, was in was in the same. Was it like a duplex? Yeah. So you were in one half of the duplex, and this gigantic this so star was in the other half of the duplex. Yeah. Suffice it to say, we heard this celebrity, unnamed celebrity, getting railed so hard one night. It was insane. Do you remember? Oh, I. I can you, know, you can you emulate the sound? Do your pork sound. Oh my pork! It was like. <laughs> it was it was it was like a pork from Star pork Wars. From Star Wars, like episode when it's when it's eight. at its most perturbed. It oh was, my god! And we were like, let's be louder, and we were like, we can't do that. That's uh, we're, and the we're last not thing I'll say, the only hints I'll give is it was no. She was no, getting, no, Matt. No, she was getting no. Okay, I won't say it. She, but she was getting absolutely railed. And while I was there, I spoke to this person on the phone because, <gasps> uh, I I know you. I told you this. An edible arrangement that your mom sent us. Oh my god, was accidentally picked up by this individual. Oh my god, and so she called. Oh my god, I because forgot. the phone was there, and I spoke with her on the phone, and she was. It was her. Wow. And she was like, and I literally was like, oh, I'll come out and meet you. I'll come out and take it from you. She goes, oh, no, no, no. I left it on the on the doorstep. No worries. And I was like, oh, well, thank you so much. She was like, all right, well, enjoy it. It looks so good. Uh, oh, and then I brought it in. I, I, we did not get to talk to this huge celebrity because people be shooting in Atlanta. Of course. Everyone shoots it's in Atlanta. It's the new Hollywood. Dollywood, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I want to bring up. One thing that I loved, and then another thing that I think is curious that I think will open up another discussion. Oh my god, I think we can all here we go. I'm serve it, baby. Okay, so the first thing is talk about because I brought this up to you last night. Mm-hmm. Talk about this love scene mm-hmm. between uh, between Troy and and Vivek, or, or uh, between Caleb and Esta. I'm obsessed with this love scene where they finally decide to be intimate together, despite like you know them sort of having this pending you know situation happen and. The way it was shot, the way it was just like choreographed and composed, I was like, I don't think I've seen this. I don't think I've seen this in film. Like an adolescent queer sexual experience. It felt real. That felt real. Yeah. And so, but and yet so delicate and like <gasps> careful and interest. And my reputation's never been worse, so he was like me for me. So that dovetails into my second thing, which is <laughs> what was the choice behind making Caleb hate Taylor Swift? Okay. And go. Okay. <laughs> So, I mean, it's so nice to hear you say that. That was the scene I worked the hardest on. Really? Um, We, like, it was painstaking. I I mean, truly, just with my producers in the trailer, even, like, minutes before being like, okay, we have to sort of redo the shot list because it needs to be more honest. It needs to be more awkward. It needs, needs to be more comedic. But for me, it was just sort of like, as a queer man, like, I feel like we have interesting ideas about what sex needs to be. It's so, like... God, I, I mean, I, I porn has not like ruined anything for me. For some, yeah. some people say that. I think it's just 
curate a very specific image in my head. Yeah. For sure. And and this is maybe what you're talking about? Yeah, I just feel like sex is like, you know, there's this notion of like penetrative counts. Uh-huh, if it's not uh-huh. penetrative, it doesn't count. But I think sex is how you define it. And for me, it was just trying to create like intimacy between these two people who are going through the set of experiences who want to share each other physically. Um, and, you know, I wanted to make sure, again, tone, 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 every scene, it was like, we have to stay on tone. And, you know, there was a version of the scene that was like hot and sexy and whatever, mm-hmm, but that mm-hmm. didn't feel authentic. And there was a scene where it was like, like, welcome to the clown car. You know what I mean? First day in my body. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, for me, it do be like that sometimes. I mean, especially when you're 19. Yeah. And so I just wanted to create something that felt sweet and intimate that was also funny and real. But the popcorn element of it was Uh. actually something I did with my college boyfriend who is obsessed with both of you. And he thought I was so cool when I started dating Matt because he listens to this podcast. Uh. Hi, Andy. Um, Andy. And uh, (laughs) yeah, it was like just something we did with like popcorn. We were like obsessed with popcorn my like junior year or whatever. And like we just did it. And I was like, what a, and it just became a metaphor. Like popcorn means more than in just that scene. It's like a running um, symbol through the film for Mm -hmm. Esta. But um, it was just, it was, it was funny and hot and all these different things. And I'm really excited for people to see it. Mm -hmm. Troy also like loves that scene. He was like, I look good in that scene. And I was like, you look good all the time. (laughs) I mean, which reminds me of Venus as a boy. I I mean, he's like a savage Fenty model. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Like he really has such a striking, like, like God given, like, Look. movie star look yeah and the thing too is what i thought was so funny was the, the when they were shooting the mini mart stuff like yeah. there's a scene where they get stoned in a mini mart and um troy and uh brianne who i don't want to lose saying is so good so she good. is incredible she guys. gets star. the comedy for sure i mean she she and troy play off each other so fucking yeah well. she's a movie star very, very, i'm so excited very to see very what she like next Thick stardom vibes. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, there's a scene where they get stoned and start to dance around the mini mart, and I remember you texting me and being like, Yeah, we actually had to tell Troy to be less of like a magnetic pop star. Yeah. Oh and that scene where they're God. dancing because it's like explain it. Like, well, there's just like first of all, we like that was like such run and gun because that was the last thing we shot during the day before we had a shutdown for seven yeah, months. Yeah. Oh my so God. it was like I told Chananan, who's my DP, who is number one, obsessed with Matt, thought he was the most gorgeous person she'd ever. <laughs> Oh. She was so sweet. Um, and I was like, you're wrong. Just kidding. Um, and uh, we were like, light the whole fucking store. And Bruce, her her husband, who was also our, our B-cam operator, just like fucking followed them around as the world was truly falling on our heads. Wow. It was like such a weird mix of emotions because it's such a joyful experience. And then on the other hand, I was like, God, I hope this virus doesn't kill my family. Like, that's where we were yeah. at that moment. Right. It was like really fucked up. Uncertainty, the house yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uncertainty, the house down. Boots. Boots. Um, with gloves and a mask. And Title of that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Troy was just like, being Troy, he was like having fun in, in the moment. And then I was like, oh my God, he's so magnetic, but he's literally, an in, he's he's coming off as an international pop superstar. <laughs> and like, not this little fucker Which, from, yeah. from Florida. Sure. So we had to cut around a lot of it too. <laughs> and I remember when we fir- he first saw the first cut of the movie, because usually I don't show actors working cuts we really shouldn't be seeing we them. should no. not be no seeing honestly any it's of that. none of your business but so <laughs> you're, you're I, actually right but yeah. the, the more I, the longer i work in this business yeah. the, the more i hear about oh you know that person that actor she needs to see 
all playback. Oh, playback is different. Well, playback, playback is different. I think it's annoying. I think actors it, should it, not it be running back to see so, playback. It, it's such a disrespect. It's, it's, it's a huge waste of time. Of time. It yeah. depends on who it is. But uh, just they have no business seeing cuts because you don't want actors to get in their heads and it's still a working cut and you're not coming in with an objective perspective. And when you show someone no, a working cut, the, the objective is how do I make the movie better, right? And right. like the movie, not a particular performance necessarily, but the movie as a whole. Yes. Yes. So you want people who are objective. But anyway, Troy had to see it because he was writing music for it. He was writing right, songs. Right. And one of his only notes for the Mini Mart sequence is like, um, I look like a pop star here. And I was like, you do. And so we had to continue to sort of cut around it. He's and- very in touch with his presence. And like, I mean, I still think about him in the My 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 video. I'm like, absolutely. he's not even doing that much. No, He's kind of just like, I mean, you know, kind of standing still in in, this, in a storm, but like the in the bridge, there's a shot of him upside down in red light. Mm-hmm. Like shouldn't be in the last night, and then uh, got my name on this treasure, mm-hmm. on this treasure, and like mm. he just has it's so crazy. It is yeah. shocking. So we just cut a music video that will come out today um, for Wait, which is uh, the love, second love single. And we should song. say the two songs that he did for this the the film, which Trouble, are Trouble and Wait, Wait, are like both absolutely amazing. So and if they're beautiful. honestly like, I know it's coming out early in the year. If if there's justice at the end of the year, Wait is in the Oscar conversation for songs. So because good. it is so beautiful. Thanks. And like, I just want to put that out there in the world because you know he's got very close to a nomination for his song mm-hmm. from Boy Erased which mm-hmm. is also beautiful but this is such a beautiful encapsulation of the song and the experience yes. so uh, it's just amazing it's amazing basically like when we were thinking about music for the film and what he would write and he was going through his head because he he wrote the songs from Caleb's perspective which like as the oh. tr- biggest Troy Sivan fan like I was at his first show at the Roxy in like wow. mid 2000 teens like I was like unfortunately a gross stan um, and now he's my sister which is such a gift. But basically, I was like, I want you to write a song about waiting because that's the experience of the film. That's the universal element that people will tap into. And he did. And in this music video that we cut, there are so many scenes and sequences um, from the film that didn't make it. And there's this one really cool up all night montage where he can't sleep and it's Mm. all the stuff Caleb does in his room until the sun rises. Oh, wow. I would have loved to see that. And it's in time-lapse. Chananun and I shot it in time-lapse. So, like, it it, it felt music video. It was honestly a departure structurally from the rest of the film. So it almost didn't even fit in from a structural, structural place. But... I mean, this this movie is like Montage City. I'm obsessed with montages. It's also a movie about time. So montages, I was going to say, but it, 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 is, it works. It lends that. itself yeah, yeah, thematically. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I'm so excited we got to use it. And we turned it into a short film. And we just showed Troy the cut this morning. And he lost his wow. mind. He's That's so great. happy. So oh, I'm so excited I, for I people to wait. see it. But yeah, he. I hate this phrase because I think it's so obnoxious. But he holds the frame. Like he carries yeah, the frame. Yeah. He doesn't have to do shit. It's crazy. Some people do and some people don't. Right. He's got it. Some Damn. Got it. We saw Fire Island. We said the same thing about Joel. Oh my God. Oh, Joel, Joel Holder. <laughs> he really holds the frame. I mean. I mean, hottest person in America. Yeah, it's JKB. Really crazy. Um, The theme of waiting is so perfectly... I don't know, like encapsulated, and I just think that's a really hard thing to pull off in a movie. Waiting, how do you make it's that? Not how do you make, it's not active. How do you yeah. make that compelling? Right. But there's something in the sort of uh, timeline of waiting for uh, like an HIV diagnosis to come back. Mm-hmm. 
that also just like I think you treated very 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 well thank you well you know it's really interesting I'm like not an actor like even being here talking on this podcast I'm like truly sweating I'm so nervous but um something I learned the most about writing in an acting class I was forced to take in college Uh which is basically Mm -hmm. like it's objective based right like you have to give someone an objective and for me it's impossible for me to write characters that are not active yeah and so something that's funny that happened is I sort of overdid it because it is a movie about waiting. Mm-hmm. And then during the pandemic, when all I was doing was... No, and now it's something we're so familiar with. Yeah, well, all I was doing was sort of smoking weed and getting high with Matthew and eating donuts that his mom, Katrina, would send. And We gained a lot we of weight. We gained a lot huh? of weight. <laughs> Basically, we were like just binging Survivor and eating donuts yeah. and smoking weed. And I was like, there's not a moment in this movie where... Caleb goes through that. And so I wrote this entire thread in the middle of the pandemic uh-huh. and we had already shot half of it where he's, I was like, he needs to binge something, but we have no money. What can mm. we get for free? And I was like, oh my no. God, the MTV real world. And then, and then you thought yeah. of Pedro. Pedro. And I wow. was like, it's such an important thing for me, for this film to honor the queer generations that came before us. Mm-hmm. It's so paramount. Plus. Plus. And, um, <laughs> And uh, Pedro was the first openly paused person ever on television. It was the first same-sex commitment ceremony ever televised. Wow. And the the ability and the honor of putting that in the movie is something I'm, like, very, very grateful yeah. for. And, um, yeah, just we're all waiting right now. So I hope it resonates with people. Uh, absolutely. And I think that opening – I remember even reading it. When you sent me the screenplay, I, like, read it. Um, and I just – that that first that opening image just stuck with me. It's so indelible. Where it's like it's him waiting at, and this is not a spoiler. It's yeah, the first yeah. thing you see in the movie, but it's Caleb on a tandem bicycle mm-hmm. by himself, waiting for this gate to open up, basically yeah. like a bridge or something. drawbridge. Drawbridge, yeah. yeah. Sorry, and um, God, just like just so perfect. I for me, I like this is. I love movies. It's like with novels where the first sentence of a novel tells you everything you need mm-hmm, to know about the, mm-hmm. about the novel. I love movies where the first shot tells you everything you need to know and he's on a tandem bike alone mm-hmm. waiting for this bridge to come down so yeah. he can get to the other side. And that's just what the movie's and about. And then not to spoil, but I mean, I feel like the best films sort of are very aware of the first and the last image oh, yes. of the main character. And the last image of, of Caleb is just really, really perfect. Thank you. It's like, perfectly set against the first you know it's as, like, as a tracy flick i'm a symmetry girl so like the beginning no, of the movie mirrors the end of the movie with one very important difference yes i won't give it away but but i never i never go oh it's too on the nose for the symmetry to be that apparent i i i think no that is like satisfying it's so satisfying and, yeah. it, and it and you have to it's sort of necessary if you want the character art to be something that the audience can walk away from going, which is That's what's what it most is. important exactly yeah. yeah so i just want to go back to one thing that i was told i was not allowed to make my culture because you guys talk about it too much on the podcast already was but juno no no, no it's it was, taylor it was taylor so I didn't, talk- first of all i didn't tell him that he couldn't do anything okay i said he was deciding between two things we can talk about taylor absolutely what are you doing are you uh, first of all i'm not doing anything are you transitioning out of this topic to go to culture that was for culture was for me i just want to talk about taylor really quickly well, and then I, we can I, transition to whatever that was that was my transition. second and question. i want to say before we before we get into this i did not tell him anything he you, gave me he said i have two ideas for culture you are muzzle i don't <laughs> micromanage jared you are muzzler uh, he gave me two ideas for culture and one of them was taylor and i said if you're deciding between the two we talk about taylor a lot uh-huh. but jared is the, the biggest swifty in the room and right i now. feel like a lot of our listeners are swifties and, okay so say what you want to say mama okay so I was asking about the decision to make Caleb just to have oh, yeah, to, yeah, ask, yeah, yeah, to, to yeah, ask to love Taylor yes, and for Caleb to be like. To this. So 
The first thing that I'll say is when I was writing this in 2013, I it was a very emotional experience because it's a very honest screenplay and I felt too close to Caleb and it was fucking me the fuck up. And I was like, how do I make this kid someone who is definitively not me? And I was like, oh <laughs> my God, he doesn't like Taylor Swift because <laughs> I am so deeply and grossly obsessed with her. Anyone you meet, it's like 99% of my personality is Taylor Swift. 1% is being a Jewish person with a weak stomach. That's truly all there is to me. A very simple math. And this is 2011. This, the movie takes place in 2011. So this speak is pre-read. This is Speak, speak Now, now era. era. Where it was very easy to rag on her. Where it was, please don't be in love with someone, someone else. else. Please don't have somebody waiting on you. I mean, when I was in 2012, I placed top five out of 10,000 contestants in the Taylor Swift biggest fan contest because I wrote a 15-page essay and I met her at the basement of the Staples Center and she is absolutely perfect. And my favorite joke from that essay is at what when I was talking about why Taylor and I were the same, because red, which was the album, is uh, the color that's also in my name, J-A-R-E-D, you're welcome. But... And I was Jared, like, oh my gosh, feeling when you got a color out of the window. <laughs> that feeling when you got a color in the name. You got a color honey. in the name, honey. Just me and Couldn't Fred. Be me. Couldn't be me. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> so I basically went up to Taylor Swift and it was like, um, I was like, uh, thank you for writing 22 because I'm also 22. Uh-huh. And she was like, oh my God, you're so funny. And I was like, I'm not. You say this to everyone. But um, in my essay, I was like, at one point, we both love the Jonas Brothers. And at another point, we both got over that. And I was like, oh my God, I'm That's the gayest person joke. on the planet. But um, no, it's bad. But I'm I'm obsessed with her. And and so you made that. And so you, that was like, that was a character. Yeah sort of texture on Caleb. And because Troy is friends with Taylor... It's a a, a funny wink. Well, he also, like, ran the the lines by her to be like... Uh Did he uh really? Yeah, Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was... Because you were talking about maybe the fact that she would see it or, like, that he was going to maybe show it to her or something, and I was like, well... The character doesn't like her. Well, what the line is, fuck you for making me like, like Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Right. So he does end, end up liking like her right. once Esta... Op- like, they fall in love. The catalyst for their me-cute is because they, like... It, the connection is Taylor, because he says a line that uh, is the truest thing about me, which is, sometimes I feel like she steals my journal and writes about my life, which is why I love Taylor well, Swift. Well, I think everyone feels like that, which is why she's such a great writer. I mean, for yeah. me, and I know you guys talk about this on the podcast all the time, but <laughs> as, like, a closeted gay kid... When I first fell in love with her when I was 16, when our song came out and Tim McGraw came out, I was like, oh, the only emotion that resonates with me is pining because I'm yeah. someone who has unrequited love and it's, you know, I'm closeted. She's pining better than anyone else. Anyone yeah. else. She pining, sure yearning, wanting. Yeah. Um, and um, she's able to synthesize that with a lyric and a sound sonically that just is such an incredible marriage that is so specific and so detail-oriented, but also universal and just stays with you for fucking ever and i've seen her 15 times and i'm so nervous for her to see this film i hope she likes it, I'm sure she'll love it. and um she's my entire life uh, but she's not my culture and you know what accurately she's not my culture there's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of bubbly bubbly burst refreshing bubbles colorful bottles and playful smiles galore bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible and with no added sugar and low calories there's a lot to smile about each sip adds a burst of fun to your day i don't know about you matt but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey. 
Try new bubbly burst. Hey, it's Bowen, and I want to introduce you to the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients, great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself the slow-roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. With new menu options like Cantina Chicken Tacos, burritos, and quesadillas, there's something for everyone. And Taco Bell isn't just for a late night. With this new Cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are, well, endless. Try the new Cantina chicken menu at Taco Bell now. Now, I said. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Jared, Frieder, what is the culture that made you say culture is for me? What a moment. Imagine you're a deer. You're <laughs> prancing along. You spot a brook. You put your lips to the crystal clear water. And bam, a fucking bullet goes through your brain. Marissa Tomei. My, my cousin, cousin Vinny. Vinny. Wow. And it's, this really, he does know every line. Of every this line. Movie. Famous for your mud has a Chinese food. Literally my favorite movie. <laughs> It was something that, like, I I I bonded with my family. Like, my family, we're from Florida, I'm from Miami, but we're Brooklyn Jews, mm-hmm, who basically, mm-hmm. they snowboarded with my grandparents yeah. and never left because there was a beach and it was warm. Classic. So, <laughs> my my parents are, you know, Vinny and Mona Lisa Vito. And... What a good name. Cousins, brothers, uncles. Ev- First of all, my family's on the car business. Like, mm-hmm. my like she says in the movie, my father's in the car business. My brother, my uncle on my father's side. Like, I'm the only one who's not in the car business. And we can quote it. It made us feel alive and like family. And it was also like the first movie I stand where it had life or death stakes. Mm-hmm. But it was funny. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the thing that made the protagonist an outsider is also the thing that saves the day in the end, which in my opinion is very queer. That which makes you different yes. is actually your superpower. That is interesting. I've never you, seen it. You've I've never, never seen it? <gasps> Bowen, this is, this is a 
actually a huge moment because my cousin Vinny is really good. And I talk of course, about no, a, I know this. Talk about a great script. Oh my god, incredible! Like, like it's so, it's just, it's really good. Yeah. And and Joe Pesci is incredible, but the the story of it is Marissa yeah. is Marissa Tomei. I mean, Marissa Tomei as Mona Lisa Vito. She won the Oscar. People don't think there are still people out there who don't think it's true that she won. Right. That is like, a, oh, Mandela effect. New Mandela effect just dropped. Yeah. Hello. Pe- people really don't think that she won. People really don't think she won because they're convinced that up against her competition, which was like all older British right, dramatic right. actresses that year, was like it was like Lynn Redgrave's like a year to was win. Was it supporting or, or lead? Supporting. supporting, right? Although it's a big part. Yeah. So it's like I mean, she's number two on the call. She clear. Yes. Like, but and she's like the the female lead, but she is so. Fucking funny in it. And she absolutely crushes Crushes. like six comedic set pieces. Mm -hmm. And she is the climax of them. Oh my God. Mm. And it's just like, you got to see this. She was the first drag queen I ever saw. Yeah. That's that's how I I feel about that performance. I I was like, she's fabulous. She's smart. I want to be her. She's sexy. It's a heightened version of femininity that you hadn't seen until that. It was unbelievable. And to this day, it also like makes all these lists of movies that get. Um, law, like accurately. That's true. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's like it's like accurate in terms of like how a court case like yes, that would play yes. out. Like it sort of predates, like I guess, Legally Blonde in that way. Yes. Like, right. well, Legally Blonde wasn't that accurate. Unfortunately. No, it was not. No, Tino Shade, but yeah. Vinny is Legally like, Blonde made it seem like made law seem like a mystery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which, yeah, I, yeah. which I still am obsessed. Yeah, with. yeah. yeah. Uh, although the thing of the thing too about my cousin Vinny is like. It's just in terms of chemistry, like Joe Pesci and Marissa Tomei, mm-hmm. they're amazing. Joe doesn't get the credit from the queers. He doesn't. Joe Pesci never misses. Never. I mean, ever. Home Alone stand up. I mean, Goodfellas, I'm like, unreal. that is a genius unreal. performance from him. Unreal. Just a madman. I've never, Completely. I mean, his performance in Goodfellas, it's like, you know, it's a movie, so these people aren't real, but like, I, like, whenever, I'm terrified. It's scary. I'm like character. Him in that first, in that first scene when they're at that, that restaurant. Oh my God. I was just like, God, this is crazy. crazy. It, it's, it's, it's real, it's very accurate to what happens when someone like loses their, their mu- rule, like because it's of, of it's, course yes, it's anger. It's it's anger portrayed so bracingly and scarily, and it's that kind of thing. Like I think we all know people who it starts like you think they're kidding, and, and then, then it goes into this place, and especially to track that like as a filmmaker, like Martin Scorsese is incredible because like as a performance, as like a scene, it really works because. It catches you by surprise where it goes. Yeah. And, like, it's because it's measured. Mm. And I would say, obviously, that's a dramatic performance, but he, as a comedic In, actor, he's insane. I know, of course he is. He's like, he's like an unsung, like, comedic icon. Yeah. yeah like, I and agree. you mentioned Home Alone, and I think people don't even, like, oh, you mentioned Home Alone. It's like, you, you don't even take into account how difficult it is to give that good of a comedic performance. And he's, he needs to be the cop in the beginning. Yeah. And then he needs to come back and like, you need to like be able to root for Macaulay, but also like you need, you need to, you need, to, you're not going to care about what happens to these two, two, two guys. Yeah. If like, they're not flushed out in some way. Right. Also to, to do a, 
a performance that's fu- that's funny where he's like constantly in pain. Yes, it's yeah. like, oh not my easy. God, I mean, not easy at all. Buckets of paint to the face, truly slipping on ice, like nail gun in his gonads. Uh, truly, I mean, gets electrified. His hair catches on fire. Has to go into a toilet. Like, yeah. it's 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 a. Cl- Clown car. Clown of car. Pain. Clown college. It's yeah. Clown Brigade Clown Parade. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, like, also, too, the thing about um, my cousin Vinny is it, it tonally, it is such a fine line. Oh, yeah. Because it's fish out of water. Like, there are these, like, Brooklyn people, like, down mm-hmm. in the South, like, dealing with this. And she feels she's big yeah. because she's Mona Lisa Vito. And, like, she's got these crazy monologues. And it's like, <laughs> it's truly like, it's like, it's almost a play, a lot of it. Sure. Yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. much. Like, the scenes are long. Uh-huh. And she's got these crazy monologues, but she still feels grounded and like a real person. And I remember after she won that Oscar, it almost like was like, because people were so surprised, it was like, well, who even is this person? Right. And she had to prove it so many times again and again uh-huh. and again and again. And she's got, I think, two nominations since then. Yeah. Which is the Since? wrestler and in the, oh, bedroom. and in the bedroom, which are two completely different yeah, performances yeah, yeah. from each other and from her original yeah, right, win. Right. And this is why I'm always like, we need to be giving more attention to the comedic performances. Oh yeah. And if that can win, there's no reason why Rachel McAdams shouldn't win in Mean Girls. Mean Girls. Oh. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. absolutely. Like it's it's just and so whenever these big comedic performances come along, like I do, I am one of those people who was like, if Tiffany Haddish had gotten it for a Girls Trip, I would not have been mad at no. all. I feel like, like she was vindicated with the La La land moonlight thing because we all learned that like if they ever announce the wrong name like it's they'll not come like out and they'll say, we're wrong. say it. yes like yes, yes, people yes, were yes. like oh the presenter just announced her name but it wasn't her but now right. we know that like no we're but about the oscars happen. themselves came out and were like she did get the most votes yeah period it's such a good for, performance for the noms for the win for the win when she won people were like Jack oh, you're talking. Collins. I thought you were talking about Tiffany for a second. Oh no, 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 no. no. Okay, Marissa, great, great, great. Marissa, yeah, 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 Marissa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marissa wins, and then it was like, no, she yes, didn't. That, oh, uh, yes, and I, everyone was I like, Jack Palance is old, and he read the he read the thing off. Right, the, he, right. he didn't do it right, and they were like, no, she won. Period. God, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, like the the dialogue is indelible, even for someone who hasn't seen it. I mean, like, I mean, I. I don't want to reference anything. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. We can't so, spoil, but... But no, no, no. I, I, I'm just going to say, like, the fact that I I know, like, the defense is wrong and my biological <laughs> clock is ticking like this. Like, that, like those are, like, film oh, yeah. phrases. Let's you just know? say that it makes the, the iconography of her performance will appear in a, a movie that's we'll coming out. out. Mm, yes. 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 Yeah. yes. Mrs. Vito, please answer the question. Does the defendant's case hold water? The best. No. The defense is wrong! I always think Matt would do an amazing Marissa Tomei impression. If you're on Maybe Snatch that's Game, snatch that's game. your Snatch yes, Game. It's, Marissa Tomei. It's your oh, culture. It's, 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 Mon- it's Mona Lisa Vito. Yeah. It's Mona Lisa Vito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but what a good culture. And also, Bowen, you will enjoy the movie. Of course you'll I love will. It. Yeah, oh, no, you'll really it's, like it. It's one it. of those movies that I'm like, oh, why haven't I? It's a the really good kids script. in it. Herman Munster's uh-huh, in it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All these, uh, you know, <laughs> famous other people. Don't have to t- this, uh, tell me it's, what, 1980-something without 1990 telling you? 1991. 1991, 1992, I think. I think. But, like, holds me. the hell up. Of course, of course, of course. You know what's interesting, though? And not, not to, like... And I do want your thoughts on this, but it's interesting that someone in the year of our Lord 2022, mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. Hi. says the, the first scene of the movie should say everything about the movie, mm-hmm. and you are not a power of the dog stand. 
Wow, to call me out like that so publicly They're on this okay. podcast. That's okay. Um, That's a, we're, I'm here to listen. You stepped into the arena. Here's what I'll say. I would love to see the film again. I need to see it again. Because I'm wrong constantly. Um, wow, that's as, huge of him to yeah, Okay, um, Matthew. But um, here's what I'll say. He thinks he got COVID in Disney World. He, do you remember when we went Matt, to... What? Matt made me get COVID. No, I didn't. So he, I'm so confused. When we went to Puerto Vallarta for New Year's a couple years yes, ago... Yes, that's right. And then... Pre-COVID, everyone. But this we was, were not gays over It COVID. was New Year's 2020. It was New Year's 2020. As in January 1st, 2020. And then you guys went to Orlando right afterwards. <laughs> and then you guys both got very sick. No, we, d- we did not both get very sick. Jared got very sick. Jared... Listen. This is what I'll say. And this that's one of Jared's famous lines. This, this Tom, is what I'll say. This is, this is what I'll say. So, we left Puerto Vallarta to go to Orlando, Florida. Yep. Can that's we say it was time we the flight was? The only flight I could get us to make sure that we would get like three full days was like five in the morning. So we had partied all night, right. had to leave at the ass crack of dawn for the airport. And oh. I said, Matt, Matt, I don't have a great constitution. He doesn't have... If someone sneezes in Iowa and I'm in LA, I will get sick. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So we get on the plane. I think everything's fine. He's sleeping on the plane. It's fine. I'm, I'm there. I see him. I'm taking care of him. Yeah. And then we get there. That's strong. And I swear to God, we woke up. He had a fever. He's covered in sweat. He's like, I can't. I can't move. So I had to do like a full day in Disney by myself because he, <laughs> his body broke. Yeah, my body my body shuts down. Listen, I, I'm, I get it. But you I'm, don't have COVID for four hours and then not have no, it yeah, anymore. No, yeah, that's not how. You I am have COVID. patient zero. No, you're not. In January of 2020, oh I got COVID. God. No, he didn't. And it was right before I left to shoot the film. And um, I just finally went on Rise of the Resistance two weeks ago. Can we talk about it? Does Jared loves... Still you have you have not been on, have been on it. <gasps> it sucks. You, it girl. sucks that you were here for so long and we never went. I have not been to a park in what <gasps> feels like eons. It's well, so maybe fun. maybe we should go soon. Uh, maybe maybe you keep threatening me and being like, "We'll go to Orlando." You threaten me. What do you mean I threaten you? I always say we should go, and then you're like, I can't, I'm working. And I'm like, bitch, what do you think I'm doing? Okay, same thing with Matthew. Don't call me a Don't, bitch. Uh, you're, you are a bitch. You, that hurts me. And it's very <laughs> cruel to say bitch. Jared came in and we're all sniping at each other. No, we're not. We're sniping at Matt. Yeah. He's been sort of dra- <laughs> he's been sort of like threatening me with the dragging, like I'm gonna get into it. Like what? What? I'm lovely. Well, let's just really quickly pivot. <laughs> sure. I think I, I, dra- I mention it all. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. Yet I want yeah. to do this. I want to bring the conversation. Um, uh, anything else we want to say about my cousin Vinny? No, 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 no. I've said it all. I, it's the culture. W- Somehow this came up last night. What? Where each of us had to name our top ten oh, Taylors. And <gasps> I got through two and then we were our Uber came. <laughs> you got to you got through three and they were all from one album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you said you said style, blank space, and wild streams. I got through four because okay. then I said I would like I would like to edit mine, but okay, you want to finish up your list? This is No, I want ones. you guys to go first. Say your say okay. your top ten. I'll go first. Yeah. Okay. I will maintain that her most underrated song is in my opinion, her best. I wish you would. <gasps> this is like a crazy opinion. No, Everybody, it's literally not. Go back and listen a- to it. It is the most, it is the one song on that whole album that fulfills, besides Out of the Woods, which is like Annie Lennox. Um, I wish you would is like full on arena rock. It's full on like stadium rock 80s. Like, oh. Uh, I don't she, disagree she, with you that it's great. I just think that 
all you had to do was stay stronger. New Romantics no, no, is stronger. No, like, no, Wonderland no, is stronger. No. Oh my God, no! You're you're dead wrong. You're such a bitch. You're a fucking bitch. <laughs> you're a fucking bitch. I wish this I is little, the best moment. Of I my wish life. you would. I wish you would treacherous. I wish you would. I wish you a treacherous mountain. Can I say something about I wish you would before we go on? The thing that I love about 1989 (laughs) is Taylor Swift takes the style of other artists who we stand and creates her own version of the song. This is a 1989 house. You know, no one needs to convince us. You know who did that? Gaga on the Fame Monster. Absolutely, absolutely. With Taylor, with Blank Space, tell me that's not a Lord song. Tell me that's not it's a, a Lord song. song. It's a it's Lord a song Lord. with like a Drake beat, with, with like a hip hop of that time, which was like a, Drake was huge. With a Taylor lyric, Wildest Dreams, Tell Me That's Not Influenced by Lana. Lana. I hate this. And I wish you would. It's time. You it's think. time. I wish I you would disagree. come back. No, 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 never hung on the phone like I did. That's Danielle, girl. That's It forever. is Danielle, but it, it, she marries it with like, I Oh, don't it's know. original. It's subversive. I'm not saying she's stealing. I think the best art is when you borrow from people that you love and you make it your own, which is what she did on that album. And it's why she's such a gifted artist. But I fucking love I Wish You Would. Yes. Okay. Love. Okay. I just think, I just, I just, I will always go to that song when I'm, I'm not in the mood for all kinds of Taylor all the time. Yeah. I'm always in the mood for I Wish You Would. Yeah. Okay, and if any reader publicist out there relates, please hit me up. I would love to have this conversation and with I'm you. I'm sure they will. Okay. I just don't understand them. I think they should I, be in let a me sanitarium. <laughs> I Wish You Would. Treacherous. <laughs> Treacherous. Treacherous. Wildest Dreams. Style. Yeah, thank, thank you for saying Wildest Dreams. Blank Space. Mm. August. You did not say style last night. I did not say style last night, and thank you for for, for pushing me. You're stealing my shit. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. You're a bitch. (laughs) Sparks fly. (gasps) The way you move is like a full-on rainstorm. And I'm a house of cards. Oh, my God. So, did you have you heard the original Sparks fly where she had to change the lyrics in the second verse? What what were they originally? Go on the YouTube. The YouTube. That's how Uh old I am. uh Please kill me now. The YouTubes. The YouTube. And go to the YouTube and <laughs> and YouTube the original Sparks okay, Fly. Okay, okay. Um, I feel like I'm now talking like Tomas, who I stand. Oh my god, um, we love we love Tomas. Um, and it's like uh, it's it's she changed the lyrics because she like got older and it wasn't appropriate. Yeah. But Sparks Fly was a song she wrote for her first album. Did not go on the first album. Fell back in love with it and she put it on Speak Now. She wow. wrote that song when she was 15. <gasps> yeah. And that is that's how you know it is the quintessence of Taylor. Yeah, absolutely. In that song. Absolutely. Okay. I've I've got two more. This is the best. <sighs> Don't fuck up it. Don't fuck up it. <gasps> There's one you said last night from Evermore. Oh, Ivy. My face. And I'm gonna say my last one, Cruel Summer. <gasps> See the dream high in the quiet of the night, you know that I want it. Justice for Olivia Rodrigo. Do you know, have, have you guys discussed on the pod about what happened with their friendship because of that song? What? Well, I, not because of New Year's Day, because she sampled it. She based, she, no, she, like, that was, she asked to do that. Okay, so, but am I going to get canceled for no, this? No. But um, the T is, uh-huh. Olivia borrowed, that's the word I'll use. Others will say stole. Uh-huh. I'm going to say borrowed. Okay. The bridge of Cruel Summer for the bridge of Deja Vu. And retroactively... What's the bridge? I know you get Deja Vu. Oh. 
Strawberry ice cream in Malibu. <gasps> I'm tone deaf, so I won't no, and destroy the, your ears. I don't want to keep secrets just to keep you. Interesting. Okay. So she had to give retroactive credit, songwriting credit. She did a lot of that on that album. And I, and, and, and I, a lot of I it feel is weird like, about I feel, it. A lot of it is like, okay, I guess she's like doing her She's she's doing what she should be doing. She's amazing. All music. Yeah, is but like you four can't just chords. rip a melody line. Uh, that that album is not as strong as people think. Yeah. All right. You said it, not me. Oh. But anyway, yeah. Love cruel summer. Love it's cruel summer. It's certainly not like people are acting like it's like jagged little pill. It's fucking not. But if like, you notice, it's a, it's a solid debut from a talented girl. We listen to Sour. We don't really know who she is. It's mostly about a boy. About one breakup. And it's like here's what I'll it's say. Not it's Again. not a debut. She used to say in interviews all the time when people would ask her, what artist do you emulate? Who do you love? She would be like, Taylor, 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 Taylor. Taylor. Taylor, Taylor. And since that happened, she has stopped saying that. And she says, like, Gaga's the greatest performer. I will say, we cut this out. When I interviewed her for V Magazine, I brought up, like, like they they had in the list of questions, like, talked to her about Taylor. And I was like, okay. And I was like, what was it like meeting Taylor at the Brit Awards? And she, like, really kind of, like... She, they, she over. Yeah, she was like, um, it's bad. It was nice. And I was like, oh, something Something happened. happened. I, didn't, I didn't realize it was about Deja yeah, Vu. Yeah. But uh, my 10 songs... Yeah, okay, go, okay. Go. here's Jared's 10. Here's my 10. Number one, Delicate. The greatest pop song that's ever been uh, written. I don't, I'm don't. i sorry, I'm not on the Delicate track. Oh my God. The first time I heard Delicate, I listened, I, I stopped listening to Reputation listened to it Wait, oh my God, times. I had no Reputation representation yeah, on my well, list. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you want to do honorable bitch. mentions? Honorable mentions. From rep. From rep, okay, dress and fucking... Ah! Dress. Fucking... Are you guys ready for this? Not ready for it, but... Endgame gets so <gasps> much shit. One of my favorite Taylor Swift videos. It's if such you haven't a seen good the video, song. check it out. It goes hard. Yeah. Like, uh, like I bury hatches, but, but it maps of where I put them. them. Gag. Anyway, okay, you, you go. Delicate? Delicate's my number one. For me, again, talking about the synthesizing of a lyric and an emotion and a sound together. Yes. It's like that song feels, and like the spaces when she's singing the chorus, is it cool that I said all that? Is it chill that you're in my head? The way she's saying it without the music, like it actually is delicate and you like feel it. And it's and so internal. Of, and it's, it's yeah. so, such an incredible song. Um, I'm obsessed. All Too Well, which is like a boring choice, but it no. is just maybe the greatest song that's ever been written by any human in all of time. <laughs> um, you're welcome. Um, I will say Ivy, my favorite song off of Evermore. So the only song on Evermore she wrote with both Jack and the guy from The National, oh, which is Gag. Treacherous, again, talk about pining, talk about I'm It's talk the about sound yearning. of falling in love. I told her that to her face. I saw that clip and I literally screamed out loud. Oh it was God. that promo. It was, it the, was promo. the promo and they didn't use it, but like, I, they, like they, it like, was they, online. It was online. No, no, no. no it wasn't. I texted it to you. Oh. <laughs> this is, I'm high uh. way too much. I don't know what Matt texts me and what I find on the internet, but um, oh my God. Uh, 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 Two headlights shine on the sleepless, sleepless night. night, and I will get you, get you, get you, alone. you alone. Nothing safe is worth the drive, drive and so I will follow, follow you home. That's my favorite Taylor Swift lyric of all time. Nothing safe. Um, that's is four. Worth- oh! And then I would do. So good. I would do. I have to go in like album order. I would do our song, which made me fall in love with her. To write that song by yourself at fifteen with those specifics. Get out of here. Asking God if he could play it again. Play it again. Um, I would say You Belong With Me just for nostalgia's sake. Okay. I would say... Um, that is a queer song. That is you pining queer, for queer, your unattainable, un- emotionally unavailable... Queer, queer, queer. ...object of affection. Yeah. Um, and then I would go Holy Ground. Oh, August. August. And The One. Wow. The One? In her top ten of all her catalog. I love The One. The One, we... I remember when Folklore first came out and you and I, Matt and I both went, 
weird choice for an opener. But I love it. I, here's the thing. I don't dislike the one at all. In fact, I love the one. I don't dislike one, it at all. But, well, first of all, we should say that Bone and I were trying to listen to the album, and we were in Greta Titleman's home, and she and Studi were talking, <gasps> and it was disrespectful. And they should have shut up they in were her home. Putting on, they were trying on clothes and going, Where look was at that? us. They were, they, were, they were sort of trying on clothes and being like, do you think this shirt looks good on me, etc. And we were like, and we're, we're listening, like, we're listening to, to, to Taylor folklore. now. That's, you need to was stop. Was this when Folklore first came out? Yes, the, literally, literally mid- midnight. Midnight. Where was or I? 9 p.m. Oh, you know what? I was walking around my neighborhood alone in the dark, literally listening to it on repeat perfect, as like a religious perfect way, experience. Perfect way to That's do how it. I did Reputation. Like, I remember Reputation came out when I was on a Story Pirates <gasps> tour. And Shout out to the giraffe that didn't know my <laughs> most played song on Spotify every year. Oh. You guys have to check it out. It's a Matt original from Story Pirates where he gives a Kelly Clarkson bridge like you've never heard it. Sorry, a Kelly Brienne bridge. He really, he really listens to the giraffe. I didn't love know. I listen to it almost every day in the shower. <laughs> so sweet. It's um, my, it's my track on Spotify. You guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to check it out. Um, but anyway, uh, what was I saying? Oh, reputation. I like walked around and like like soaked it up, and it was so amazing. Are you ready for my ten? I guess. I'm just going to knock this out in one. From 1989, there are three of my favorite Taylor Swift songs of all time, and I do think that that they should be on any Taylor list. Swift fans list. And that is Blank Space and Style. And then I would say Wildest Dreams is one of my favorite songs of all time because it's actually my favorite type of song, which is that sort of like romantic, windswept, like ballad, but with activation. Yeah. Like, And I mean, like, I just... Absolutely love it. I, Wildest Dreams, I could listen to it. Set to a heartbeat, by the way, which is why we love Taylor. It's always those details that make the song. Right. I would like to stop here and say that an honorable mention for me, which will appear on no one else's list, but I don't want to leave 1989 the album without saying it. Wonderland? Is, no. You're in love. Welcome to New York, I think, oh, is such a goofy song. Matthew. And I think that so much of Taylor is hip, hip, pop, pop, pop. Walk. And, Walk, 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 white girl stomp. And that is Welcome to New York. And the fact that she opened her best album with a song that people don't like. It is not and her that best it was, album. And that it was... It's it not is. her best album. It's her, it's her thriller. It's her, it's her thriller, but it's not, her best album is fun. Anyway, this is literally my time. Uh-huh, do it, girl. Um, and so that's my honorable mention. I just want to throw it out there. <laughs> Moving <want> forward. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Can I just say, just like for, I think what's... What is informing your affection, your con- emotional connection to this song is when you and I saw her live, 1989 World Tour, and one of the best nights of my we life. We were plastered, and she opens with 19- with "Welcome to New York," and that was the moment where we we all like we you and I keyed into her like turning around. You don't even smiling. know. It was so fun. It was like, oh my god! Did you see the 1989 World Tour? Girl, three times. Okay, when they gave us those glow Light up bracelets, oh. and we weren't drinking those like three foot tall margaritas. Uh-huh. I was living my life. Oh my god! The twenty-four dollar Bud Lights. I oh was god. absolutely. Yeah. We, remember, we were so mad. Bowen, Bowen was catatonic because he paid one hundred eighty dollars for an Uber. <gasps> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so we were we. Where he couldn't stop thinking about it all night. Was this about New York? MetLife. It was MetLife Stadium, Met Stadium yeah. in New Jersey. Yeah. So okay, I saw so, her in New Jersey. So her so her one. blank space when you know when she says the city name. <laughs> yeah. She would go out like dun, 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 and then she would go uh, during the bridge. Um, Jersey, or she, yeah, she goes Jersey, and I was kind of like, you. She wishes she could say New York, East uh, Rutherford, East Rutherford. Uh, um, no, but okay, so those three. Oh my god, did you see Teresa there? Did you see Melissa there? Did you see any of the girls there? I don't think they like Taylor Swift. 
That's not true. I think they like like Bon Jovi. Okay, whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, so those three, moving forward, I would say you have to give it up to Love Story. Incredible. Love Story because is we were both young when I first saw you. Like that's like iconic. Iconic. So I would say those are four. And then honestly, moving forward through time, on reputation, I do have to give it up to Delicate. Like I, ha- Delicate has to be. We're gonna convert in there. Number six, I would say, and this is in no particular order, but Dear John. Mm. Mm. Dear John. I don't know. Dear John, I, I absolutely love, love. And I th- I, I'm obsessed with the fact that the guitar she wrote a John Mayer song to drag John, John Mayer. Mayer. Yeah. I love it. That guitar riff. And I said, me. if All Too Well is a 12-minute music video, we need to be looking out for a 40 the minute. feature film of Dear, Dear John, John. Okay. Written and directed by Taylor Swift. <laughs> so those are six. <laughs> then I would say, and Reputation is, my, I think, my favorite album, but I'm going to give only Delicate on, on the list. That's fair. Treacherous mm. and All Too Well. Mm. That's seven and eight. And that's going to be red for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From Folklore. And it's not to say that I dislike Lover because I actually would give another honorable mention to the song Lover, which I think is incredible. It's just not in the top 10. From Folklore, I'm going to say August. Mm. And from Evermore, this is going to be my wild card choice. Happiness. I love happiness. I love I think it's some song. of the best writing she's ever Absolutely. Done. Of course. I, I agree. I agree. I am still, for whatever reason, never with the instinct that I should put on Evermore. Like, do it to a full playthrough. You know what I did? I put it in... Well, you're in New York, so you don't have this, but I uh-huh. bought the CD and I put it in my car, so it yeah. always comes on. And, and then she, so you have to listen I'm to it. I'm forced to listen to it, and I have to say it's one of my favorite albums okay. of hers now. There you what, go. Evermore? I, Evermore. This got, is going to be controversial. I think Evermore is stronger than Folklore. No, no, no. I, I think a lot of people share I've ever heard. A lot of people... I think a lot of people think that. I There's something about Folklore where it... it it's sort of like the perfect cosmic album at the right time yes. for me. And That's I think for everybody. I mean, we listened to that album in my kitchen. Oh, and, yeah. And absolutely. it was and it was like, you know, Patty Lapone was driving around to it and being like, she's like our when, best songwriter. When Patty Lapone tweeted that she was literally obsessed with folklore, I was like, never did I think I would see the day that Patty Lapone ever. I, I get stand it. Because Taylor Swift is such an amazing storyteller. And that's what's important to patty and actress half of my quarantine was matt just like screaming august in his kitchen <laughs> Madeline! yeah and then, that is that's the part he was yeah but you weren't mad. oh no um, uh, my, my honorable mention <laughs> my, my the thing that is just neck and neck with august in my listing is mirabal <gasps> because it's the only song on the album where she's kind of acknowledging the the present circumstance of covid where yes. it's like um when the, the, the rodeo clowns like go home like like when like when there's nothing like who what is her worth when there's no one around you know like she's a disc she's a mirror ball she's a disco ball she's reflecting everybody off of her but when no one's around like who is she i have to amend my list and remove the one as an honorable mention thank and put you mirror ball thank you she's so good at shoegaze it's a sound that fits oh, her I lyrical know. style and her vocal qualities so well when I shoegaze was dead it. yeah like, when that genre of yeah. like indie i don't know like there weren't that many people holding on the floor, and then she comes back in, and I think there honestly has been this shift back to like I'm listening to, to this oh, yeah. m- to the genre much more now. Absolutely, you guys have to listen to Waxahachie, have to listen to oh. to, to Snail Mail. You guys have to listen to the girls. Snail Mail is my life. Oh my god, Valentine! Valentine's incredible. That, and so you want to erase me? Did you hear the demo? 
No. So she has a demo and it's called, fuck, I forgot what it's a lyric from. It was before she called it Valentine. It was uh-huh, the thing. Uh-huh. And it's just like, she's such a genius. And before the soundtrack of three months, before it's all, it's mostly queer. Yeah. And, but before we decided to make it 2011 or before to keep it period, yeah. with like one notable exception, Snail Mail was in there. Yeah. More JSON was in there. Snail Mail is like, I mean, that album, I've been wearing it the fuck it's out. So, you gotta listen to it. It's called Valentine by Snail Mail. You will, you will love it. Yeah. You will like it. Um, fucking, I just gotta say, I love the acoustic version of Trouble in the movie. It's, Thank you. It's so beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, so oh my God. it's weird because, like, Troy, I wanted people to be invested in him as Caleb, and I felt but like... But you didn't want to distract with him singing the song. Exactly. I totally right. get it. So right. I was like, let's find some really... He doesn't sing over picture. No. He no. Sing... The, his version of the songs are at the end credits, but I was like, let's find some really cool queer artists for you to write these songs with and duet with uh-huh. so that they can sing it over picture. And Jason gave, like, the most beautiful, acoustic, mm. intimate version of Trouble for that... Um, 4th of July beach montage and Gordy does wait at the end which makes Matt cry it's Matt's favorite part I love it the fucking overhead beach shots how did you do that okay so the gag is it was supposed to be filmed on our last day in Florida and as you know so you did shoot in Florida for some days we did so we did Atlanta and Miami yeah so all of our exteriors mostly are Miami and then our interiors were Atlanta for the tax break money honey that's kind of how we did Fire Island because I was was looking at I I, I was like oh I knew that they shot this in in Atlanta and I was going well the the exteriors were giving me Miami it feels Miami the whole and it was Miami the whole time we we really and even in the interiors I worked with my production designer Catherine Eater who's a genius to really bring the feeling of Florida inside you know art deco pastels um, green, you know, plants and yeah. and just that that sort of vibe. But um, yeah, it was like I didn't want I didn't want people to be taken out because yeah. it was because it was Troy. Right. No, I totally I, I I got that immediately. I was like, oh yeah, this would be a completely different evocation if it was Troy singing over Troy. Oh yeah, of, you know, walking around. But um, God, like I I specifically love you per, like giving us Miami overcast. Oh, honey. Well, oh, sorry, the beach shot. It was too windy. We couldn't we couldn't oh. shoot it there. So we filmed uh, the shot. We do a plate, which is basically where, like, you put Troy on a green screen yes, on yes, the floor, yes, yes, and we yes. shoot a plate of his face. Shoot a plate of his face. And then we farmed it out to this South Africa unit. We found this great production company in South Africa, uh-huh. and they filmed that shot on a beach wow. in South Africa, like directing and doing it like over Zoom and through email That's to figure it so out. Cool. And then we superimposed it in post, and it's sort of like a visual effect. But for me, that was something Shannon and our DP, who's like brilliant. She um, What else has she done? She's done a, a movie called The Third Wife, which she was nominated for an Indie Spirit Award wow. for. She's a, a Thai cinematographer who is just like, just queer and just like incredible and I feel like Caleb and Dara's relationship in a weird way was mirrored by like me and Chana's relationship but um, uh, she's just so beautiful and that was in her lookbook when she like interviewed for the job that Uh the concept of that shot and I was like oh my god we're gonna steal that we're gonna put it in the film it was one of my favorite visuals yeah yeah yeah. I asked both times yeah twice twice yeah yeah both times I was like wow yeah again sort of like in a movie about time those shots were used to sort of like it's like my in uh, to the lighthouse with Virginia Woolf where like time passes in brackets and Uh it's like a way uh to jump like those are my brackets that's my way to like pause one era of the film and and jump in time and um 
Yeah. God, just love it. I mean, everyone, please go, please see it right now. And it's out today. It's out and today. And basically, what you do is you you download Paramount Plus, <laughs> and so it's, it, it should show up as an icon on your TV, and then you click it. <laughs> And really, if you have Drag Race, if if you like to watch Drag Race, all stars, you might already have the Paramount Plus app. You go on there, you're going to be able to watch three months written and directed by Jared Frieder and starring Troy Sivan, Ellen Burstyn, Louis Gossett Jr., I mean, Judy, Judy Greer, Greer, Amy Landacker, who's also fantastic. We haven't spent the time. So but unreal. Like, unreal. So great. Brianne Chu and Vivek Kalra. What an amazing opportunity for you to watch a great film out there all the readers there's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of bubbly bubbly burst refreshing bubbles colorful bottles and playful smiles galore bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible and with no added sugar and low calories there's a lot to smile about Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, it's Bowen, and I want to introduce you to the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients, great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself the slow-roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. With new menu options like Cantina Chicken Tacos, burritos, and quesadillas, there's something for everyone. And Taco Bell isn't just for a late night. With this new Cantina Chicken Menu, you, the possibilities are, well, endless. Try the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell now. Now, I said. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. It is time to move on to I Don't Think So, Honey, which is our one-minute segment where we 
how do you say, take 60 seconds to rant against something in mm. culture that really deserves to be dragged the hell through the mud. Yeah. And um, I have something. Okay. This is amazing. What an amazing surprise. Mm-hmm. This will be Matt Rogers' I Don't Think So Honey's time starts now. I don't think so, honey. I was cut from three months. Basically, <gasps> I came in, and I think what happened was I w- made such an impression in my screen time that they thought, that they, they thought, you know, Jared and the filmmakers, they were like, <laughs> basically, everyone's going to think now that this character comes, like, he, this actor is so searing on screen that they're going to think, oh, he's like a new character in the movie. Oh. So they, they thought, like, Addison think, Montgomery vibes. I think Addison Montgomery vibes, like, Addison Montgomery Shepard vibes, where they were like, like, we would have to at least do a spin-off, seconds. and there's not necessarily the money for that, but basically, like, I was giving you arm. I was giving you. It was a really good arm day for me. They dressed me well. I actually brought my own wardrobe. To be honest with you, oh! Um, and I was having a really amazing time on set. I had amazing chemistry with Troy as the director, as even admitted to. And basically, I think I was cut because I made too much of an impression. And they hate it when like the star sort of gets blown away on camera by another yeah, actor. Yeah, yeah. And sort of, I Five think seconds. I came in and like did that. And like maybe we'll work together in the future. I don't know. I'm available for projects going forward. I and don't think that's so, one minute. Can I just say? I was so nervous about what I was going to say for I Don't Think So Honey because I was like, I hope it's not too mean. And now I'm really excited. No, we're going there. Yeah. And now I kind of want to, I'm trying to think of something for me that I can get really personal, not with anyone in the room, but just. I just want to say the character in the script was described as hot bartender Danny. And I was like, I don't know, Jared. And he was like, no, you should do it. And I went down and did it. And I skipped work. And I went down and did it only to be cut. And it really hurt my heart because I knew how much I gave the film. Mm. And I feel that, you know, it's really tough. But I also know that life is very long but and my happy, career will be very long. Aren't you happy you got cast in a role where the character's name is literally Hot Danny? <laughs> like, doesn't that make you feel good? I guess I didn't do, I didn't really do a great job. Oh my God. I can't speak to this anymore. Mm. You can't speak to this anymore. Interesting. Okay. I, it just hurts so much. Yeah, you know? I know. But do, who, do you, who do you blame for this? And who do I like? Jared Frieda. Jared Frieda. Yeah. <laughs> Frieda, 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 Frieda. Frieda, Frieda, Frieda. Okay. Um, okay, so this is Bowen Yang's time. Now, J- Bowen Yang. Yeah. Do you have a topic? I do. It just so came honey. to me, and I think it's so perfect. Oh, God. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. This is Bowen Yang's I Don't Think So Honey. It's time starts now. I Don't Think So Honey, the movie Three Months being set in summer 2011, and there's not one mention of the album Born This Way by <laughs> Lady Gaga. It was <laughs> dominating the cultural conversation at it the time. It was. Why, in a room full of queer people discussing their community, why is Lady Gaga invisibilized? <laughs> what a bad movie. Crazy. It's this insane. So Taylor Swift exists in this universe, but Lady Gaga does not. Stephanie Germanotta, Strasbourg, Stanislavski, Sense Memory, Train, Circle in the Square, Legend. All that and nothing. And nothing. Thirty seconds. Don't don't disrespect Gaga. The only person who could hold hold a candle, a boy smells candle to Taylor Swift herself. <laughs> now, I need to see a version of. I need to. I, the listeners need to take screenshots of three months. Seconds. Photoshop Lady Gaga in, or a speech bubble of someone saying, "My favorite track off of the album is Government Hooker." And you have to keep oh, going. five seconds. Government Hooker. Oh, five and seconds. Heavy Metal Lover. Her closest thing to an instrumental song, amazing. We love seeing Gaga being pushed in new directions. I can't see what she does next in the year 2018. There you go. That's one minute. It will be my dream coming true if people take screenshots of this movie and and put they will Gaga. 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 No, the readers are very activated. They, whenever we ask artistic, them to do something, they artistic. do it. And we, we, we ask the readers to draw a picture. They, they draw, draw a it. picture. 
Wow. And we love them for it. We love the readers. Can we stop and say... We love the readers. readers. Publicists. <laughs> the readers. And you might get rewarded very soon over the summer for something... All I'm saying is... Clear your schedules Clear your for the summer, for the you summer. motherfuckers. In the New the York readers area. are so dear to us, and I want to. I, if I could hug every <laughs> single one of you, I would. I really would. I really would. We love you so much, and you and and you better put the speech bubble in for three months, saying Gaga standum, or else we don't love you anymore. Can you guys you. do Bloody Mary, which is like what I would have done? What she- is my favorite from that up? I think. Government Hooker, Shiza, and Heavy Metal Lover. Shiza Ooh. fucking goes hard, yeah. but Shiza's also Judas is like. Jude, Judas is a bad romance, like yeah. carbon copy. Judas, 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 Judas. It's so crazy. I mean, Mary the Night. Mary the Night. Mary, Mary, Mary the Night came on when I was driving favorite. the other night through through the hills, and I was like, "This is this song fucks." Also, Why didn't she get I mean, an Oscar nomination for her for performance that, in that oh hundred minute video? God. I mean, you and I. You and that's that's such a good album. Edge of Glory. Are you kidding me? <gasps> it's her, it, Edge of Glory. It, it's her best. It's album. her best album. Yeah. I, I would also say this. A reader got in my DMs always and basically confirmed that she is doing the Top Gun song. <gasps> oh, that's cool. She is doing like the big song that take my breath away. Top Gun. A reader got in my DMs with intimate. This is very Dumois of me, but like a reader got in my DMs with intimate knowledge of the fact that she has already like, shot footage for a video at like an Air Force base. Sick. Yeah, it's not gonna be amazing. She's gonna win. She's gonna win. She'll win in a second. Another one. I mean. Come on. With no Bond movie out, there's nothing. I kind of am bummed that like Billie Eilish is just going to kind of walk to this Oscar. She's not. It's going to be Lynn, I think. Really? You think so? I think that Bruno is such a huge song right now. And even though that's not the official submission because Bruno took off after they had already mm-hmm. had to submit the song, I think people want to reward him. He should have never lost for that Moana song, which is one of the greatest I want songs in the Disney it canon. Is. It really to lose is. to City it's of incredible. Stars from La La Land. Oh, is how embarrassing is so that? So terrifying. And I know, I, I, I mean, like. I love Pasek and Paul. And I, I just want to say, I, I genuinely love Pasek and Paul. Sure. I just think that was not the, I actually thought that um audition fools fools who dream was stronger oh, than agreed. city of stars agreed. Cool. and had agreed. that song won I would have been like slay and a half but how far, how far I'll, I'll go, go is a great is song an un- the best believable. part of your world believable I, yeah. I completely agree yeah. I completely agree yeah both all amazing songs but like Lynn deserves Billy also deserves but I think he he'll I don't know if Billy deserves an Oscar for that song she, she's so talented but Billy, then again, Billy will win one someday yeah for sure if not for this, then something else. For sure. Yeah. All right. It's so time. I guess we've got to the point where it's Jared Frears. I don't think so, honey. And I think I have some sort of idea of what he might do because um, you I'm might be sitting surprised. Here. You Maybe might be, I'll be surprised. surprised. This is Jared Frieders. I don't think so, honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Matt Rogers telling me he was in love with me for the first time on this here podcast instead of in person. That's right, readers. In a Benito Skinner episode, he was like, oh, I think I might love Jared, but I don't know how to say it yet. All of a sudden, I get texts from friends from back home being like, did you hear that your boyfriend's too scared to tell you he loves you in person? So he's saying it on his podcast. I was like, what? You're not <sighs> Carrie Bradshaw, girl. Talk to me in person. Oh, Brene Brown, God. vulnerability is important. And you just never told me in person. And so then I had to be the one to say it first, which seconds. is like against my rules. That's not, that's not true. I did say it first. And it was get, I, well, I mean, saying it on a podcast doesn't count, you Matthew. Sorry for this public spam right it. now. But how dare you tell your beloved readers before you actually tell me the person, They're the, the man, closest the people myth, to me the in legend. my life. You seconds. know what? Jane has never forgiven you for this because it was <gasps> a traumatic event. Jane loves me more than you. Okay, first of all, how dare you? Second of all, that's Not probably true. true. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, seconds. anyway, uh, I'm glad you readers got the first scoop for that, the exclusive, because I was not. 
And that's one minute. Wow. Can I say that's wrong? Because I did say that to you, and then you were caught off guard by it and didn't say it back. And then three days later, you were like, hey, by the way, love you. No, and you said no. it in a voice. No, 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 no. Lies, Minnelli. Lies. Lies. Matt? Absolutely not. You might have shared too much on the podcast. Not too much, but you you classic. You 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 made it a you made it a, a strange situation. When we perhaps. broke up, I was like, Matt, I just asked that you don't talk about it on the podcast. Weeks later, I get a message from someone on Grinder. On Grinder being hey, like I heard you could- Hey, huge fan of your ex-boyfriend's podcast, heard you guys broke up. Oh can I say something? I Gave it several weeks, and then I was like, and I just want to tell everyone because they know my life, and I don't want to lie to them. I was just like, Jared and I did break up. Everything's fine. You know what the dark side of the moon really is? Most of your grinder messages being about the fact that they're fans of your ex boyfriend. <laughs> That's the dark side I of the moon. That say... is what Pink Floyd was actually discussing. And then, and then, how do you deal with that? Because are you are you ever I like? I don't respond. I don't respond. That's I his iceberg. Yeah, that's my iceberg. Oh, God. It's just like, oh, I love Las Culturistas. And I was like, I don't I know have how I'm supposed to, to respond to this. Well, now you now you do have something to do with it because you're on exactly. the pod. You're exactly. on the pod now, so now you're Crazy. actually in Promote, the LCU. Promoting your, your wonderful movie. Are you going to make your Instagram not private now? It's not private, yeah. Oh, so anyone can follow you? Unfortunately. That's oh. not unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They see lots of wonderful pictures of Jane. Of Jane. Jane. That's who all likes Jane. me more than Jared. That's so gross. That's because Jane thinks I'm a dog. Jane yeah. thinks you're a dog. I play with Jane like I'm a dog, and so she thinks I am one, and she responds to me different than other people. But she in does. typical Matt fashion, he'll play with her. He's the most fun person in the room. He'll rile her up, and then she'll get too excited, and he'll turn to me and be like, do something about this. <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, really? <laughs> Jane is one of the most beautiful dogs in the world. And did I ever tell you? I sent a picture, like, when we were dating, I sent a picture of Jane to my my parents, and my dad responded, and he was like, Jane is like Greta Garbo. Jane is an she old She has film old Hollywood. Yeah. I said Audrey Hepburn Yeah, last you said night. Audrey Hepburn yesterday. That's true. She has this like really grand, not grand, just like beautiful, <laughs> classic, <laughs> classic Hollywood she's beauty. She's four. <laughs> she is beautiful. So she's 28? So she's 28. She's giving Scarlett O'Hara. She's giving it. She's <laughs> Scarlett. She's, she's serving. serving. She's serving. Jane? Jane is serving puss. And whenever Joel talks mean about Jane, Jane can you want to speak to this? You speak to this. Joel Kim Booster. Um, one of um, your closest friends. One of my closest friends. It's how I met Matthew. It's how I met Bowen as mm-hmm. well. So Jared is extremely close friends with Joel Kim, Lewis, J- J- Jared is close to Joel in a way that like is is on a deeper level in some ways than me. That's because Jared you. was Joel's LA best friend. Yes, yes, yes. That's when, how I met Jared. I mean, right. this is really dark, but when the pole shooting happened was the day that I met Joel and I could like, cause I'm from Florida and I like knew people who knew people who were lost. So like, I could not go to the Carly Rae Jepsen concert that night oh, and we held wow. cause I was too distraught and I gave Joel my tickets and we became best friends. Um, but Joel, uh, while he is one of the greatest, funniest, most talented people on planet earth, he literally hates my dog. And I think it's because is- he knows that she's a star and she, the camera can't he said, help you want to know what I also he think said? Joel's not a dog person overall no he's right. a cat. Really? Well, yeah. he, he, he has he's interesting things to say about Greta's dog Tiny which is that she's too small to be a dog I was like I think that you're trying to do funny comedy and it's rude <laughs> and he said the other day that Jane is skinny and needy like oh. him like him 
And so that's why he's jealous. There you of go. Jane. He's, he's jealous of Jane. He's jealous. Of he has Jane. jealousy. He's jealousy. Also, Jane is obsessed with John Michael, Joel's boyfriend, oh. and I think that that also has driven a wedge between Jane and Joel. Wow. Well, John Michael, maybe she thinks that he's me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Well, well, what a beautiful episode. I loved this episode, and so I much. would love to say. How proud I am of you. Thank you, man. Because I saw firsthand how much it was to go through this. And just the film is very beautiful. And what I always tried to tell you the whole time is while it was difficult that entire time, like making an indie movie like this, like what's really important is how people are going to be moved and affected by it. And the fact is that people don't have this movie, but now they do. Thank you. And so that's worth all of it and it will open and already has opened so many doors and like i just i'm so excited for you and so proud of you thank you and every reader and fan should know that like matt was my lifeline during this entire process and makes me very emotional to talk about and um he's funny but also a great person as is bowen and this is like a dream come true to be on this podcast oh my god oh, we're the so happy to guest. have you and Please stream three months, which is out on Paramount Plus today. It's so exciting. And listen to the songs on Spotify, uh, Wait and Trouble. Watch the and video. Watch the video and just celebrate and support this movie, you guys, because we're, we don't get them. It will be you know meaningful what I mean? that you do. It really will be meaningful that you do watch it. I just on an individual level, not to be full individualist here, but like it will be meaningful that you watch it and take something away from it you know yeah. that you haven't seen before and you will love it you will love and it. i just i'm just saying it's there for you now and how cool that you know it's just right there at your fingertips to be able to watch and what an amazing thing that you even got it made like so many people it's like like you said like for queer films for queer art like it's so hard and as taylor swift says in the one the best films are never made <laughs> and i'll leave you guys with that and i'll leave with that and you know we do end every episode with a song for the best. My reputation's never been worse, so he must like me for me. Can't make any references now, can we, babe? But you can make me a drink. One, two, three, let's go, bitch. Dive bar on the east side, where you at? For the rest of that song, listen to Reputation by Taylor Swift. Bye. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort 
and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work.